<clears throat> Welcome back to the Men of God podcast. Um, thank you again for tuning in for this week's episode. As always, my name is Ade. I'm Jonathan. I'm Josh. And I'm Tana. And, Rick, and we got a good show for y'all today, so let's go ahead and hop right into the topics. Um, first, I want to start with Temes. So, you were talking about morality, right? Mm-hmm. So, ex- explain, explain a little bit about like what you want to talk about with that. Uh, I think I wrote, I wrote uh, that down. Oh, man. No, no, no I just wrote it there. Make up the words. The word. So, I, I think I wrote ultimate morality. Um, what is the standard, and can we ever live up to that standard? And why have people who claim to be people of God lowered their bar for more living? So it's just like, I mean, it's not it's not something that we can hide anymore. You know, like with the whole, even they have a whole show now, Hillsong Exposed, and it's like day in and day out, there are more people who are pretty much, you can say, falling away from the faith, and these are like people who we would say we're meant to be like on high on a high standard and it's like so then it just gets me thinking like is there any such thing as ultimate reality uh, morality with people like why why is there uh, the bar being lowered for morality and like can anyone ever live up to that standard or would there always be some form of compromise when it comes to morality mm. <clears throat> I think for one thing that you said, first of all, I I know the hell something you're talking about because I saw a trailer for it. <clears throat> but I mean, ultimately, I think it boils down to like wanting to live for God, but also wanting to live for the world. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at a lot of the moral failures that happen, it's mostly because people who are pastors or worship leaders or whatever else, um, either they have something that's wrong with them that they don't think that God can help them with, like lust or something like that or whatever, <clears throat> or they they try to straddle that line of like wanting to be for the church, but also wanting to attract people into the church mm-hmm. um, that like aren't believers, and they, they, and, they, and they think by doing that, they're able to like somehow bridge the gap, but it's not like led by the Holy Spirit, it's just their own um, like thoughts and their own like wisdom that they're using. So... When you try to do things that only God can do, like with your own strength, and that's when you'll get things like that that happen. And I mean, I think to your question, is there ultimate morality? Yeah, there is. It's just I think that to achieve that ultimate ultimate morality, we need to ultimately just be submitted to Christ in the essence of it. Like we can't we can't achieve ultimate morality by ourselves because our 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 whole moral compass shifts depending on like where we are or like our situation. Like if somebody were to rob a store or something like that, then you would look at them and be like, oh shoot, like, you know, they're in the wrong. But let's say that your house gets taken away, you 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 lose your phone, you have all this stuff happen to you to where you're homeless now. Like now your moral compass is gonna shift to be like, oh shoot, like maybe now I should go and rob that store. Like so it's ever shifting, mm-hmm. but God's morality is for like you know, I mean we were we were singing the same God in church today. Yeah. So like it's the same, you know, throughout. But I would say that. I'll agree with you. It's it's honestly, you know, more so, as you said, it's like, you know, where you stand at a certain point in time. And a lot of people, they tend to follow the crowd, which is, you know, something that needs to shift if, you know, there has there is going to be no an ultimate morality because we live in a very, like, you know, we I see this, 
I'll do this because of, you know, what I saw them do instead of, you know, what I'm going to go to God for or I'm going to listen to God for because, you know, as a, as a current theme, you know, like, you know, social media, we underestimate the power that social media has on people because it can create so many, you know, think pieces and create, you know, so many, like, followers that people will literally tune in to what you say more than they'll be tuning into the Bible, if mm-hmm. if if we're really being honest, so you'll be like, oh, like I gotta set my like my reminder for so and so's YouTube video that's gonna come out, but you're not setting your reminder for you know the Bible or God's word, which is what you ultimately should you know be listening to, and that's where you know it it shifts because you know at one point like we do live in a world where like we like everything is so like accessible to us and we like the worldly aspect is okay we're told to do this but god says you know to you know trust in him with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding but we've been taught to go on our own understanding for for you know like for years up until now so it's that like it's a mental battle that ultimately you need to, you know, go to the altar, submit to God, be like, you know what, God, this is what I'm this is what I'm struggling with. You know, I'm struggling, you know, with the world versus, you know, what you want me to do. And then once you like do that, once you start to like read as we're like more often as we've been saying over and over again, that's when you'll start to start to see a shift. But it's a battle, a battle that, you know, can be won because, you know, God wins everything. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember what, like, I just said about the morality being, like, very shifty, like, because it's very easy if you're in a comfortable spot to be, like, yeah, you know, like, especially doing, he's still in, like, well, he obviously wrong, like, he's doing this and that, and, but, like, when you're in that, on point of struggle, you'd be, like, yeah, I'm a, 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 but when it comes to like the um, the big churches and stuff like that, like I've always thought, like you know, because you, you know how you know how club you do want to be with you. Like at a certain point, like when you get to a big point, you always feel like, damn, we gotta do bigger, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that's why. I, I mean, I, I'm not in the church, so I can't really say. I'm just my this is my guess. But I feel like they always be like, okay, I gotta do something really big. I gotta do something like, you know, something crazy to keep it going, to keep us going, you know. And then it reaches the point where it's like they're going to, from like, okay, I'm doing this for. God's glory is like, I'm doing this to get more people in here, to get, to get more mm. attention, to get more, like, people looking at us, right? So it goes from being, like, favoring God to favoring themselves. So um, I feel that's where, like, their morality starts changing because now it's not about morality no more. Now it's just your own personal one. And our, we're all flawed, so that's why it's a flawed moral, moral compass that they would have in those situations. So that's where I, I would see those problems arise. Yeah, because I even think, like, the, the, this thing has been on my heart for like what two years now since the whole Ravi Zacharias thing unfolded. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. Are these people meant to be men of God? Like they claim to know God, but yeah. And I feel like, like, on my ride back home, like to my home in Philly, I started getting like answers. So like, we'll, we'll get into that that bit. But it's just like, like, didn't the Bible let us know that the more you draw near to Christ, the more you become like Him? So like, why would someone who claims to be like Christ, then now have something this big, like yeah. Like, uh, well, I mean, to that point, the my Tasa said something that was really profound one time. He said every 
level of elevation requires more and more and more like repentance mm-hmm. pretty much so like the bigger that you get the bigger of a target you are for the enemy so he's gonna so he's gonna bring things to you that even if they look good on the surface like you know I can't speak for Robbie but you know let's say that like one of the women and this is hypothetical by the way completely for, for the viewers out there but like let's say that there was a woman, a young woman, who came to the ministry, like, wanting to, like, you know, be their new f- consultant or whatever. That's a blessing for the thing, right? But if it, if, um, if, if the enemy was able to get into Ravi's mind or her mind and, like, distort that, which he can do, as we've seen in Scripture, too, like, David was a man after God's own heart. And he still did, you know, what he did when he, when he got with Bathsheba and then killed her husband. So, like, stuff can happen. It's just you need to be sure that you're in a submitted place, like, constantly. Mm-hmm. It's also about access, too, because the, the thing about it is, which I, which I talk to my friends about this all the time, it's like when, when you make the decision to repent and turn from sin, that means that all things that will put you in the proximity of sin have, have, have to die also. Mm-hmm. So, like, let, let's say that you're trying to, like, stop... Uh, dr- stop drinking and getting drunk every night or something like that or doing drugs but if you're going to parties every Friday you might not want to do that but you're in a, but you're in a position and in an environment where at, we're given you know the, the right chance the right time the right this and the right that it could happen and it could not but but that's also a choice that, that you're willing to like you're pretty much putting yourself right in the enemy's line of fire at that point so um, so you know back to my example if the woman, or if Ravi, or even to the Hillsong thing, like if if the people that were involved in that whole scandal and the pastors, like if they had the best of intentions, but weren't in a position or a heart posture to really like steward that well, then then you get stuff like that that happens too. And I I want to touch also on what John said too about like how the bigger that things get, <clears throat> it seems like people want to just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, which I find a lot that happens with like the church in the West is that people want to be like the next Mike Todd or the next Steve Furtick or the next, you know, just big, big, big church because well I mean, on a on a on a grand on, on a ground level, like who wouldn't? Like having access to thousands of people to share the gospel with, like who wouldn't want that? But at the same time, people get so caught up on wanting to be bigger that they don't steward out about like what's important in front of them. So then they might look for like well, how can we get this many lights, or how can we get this many, you know, uh, performers, or this many rappers to perform at our church, or how do we do this and that and this and that? And they don't steward the fact that God gave them a flock to shepherd over, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and like and like to tour to not tour, but to to steward that first, and then if God sees it fit, then He'll advance and and uh, and bring the increase to your congregation as well. So it's like yeah, it's like you know to your point, it's like if you invite you know. So many, you know, sheep, like so many sheep to, you know, like watch over, and you keep on inviting them in. Suddenly, you know, you'll get lost to track, and suddenly, like, you know, some wolves will, like, you know, creep in because there's too many. There's too many to count, so you should just be focusing on, you know, the people that God has called you to first, and then, you know, if He so calls you to, like, reach out to more, then do it. But back to your point about, um, like accessibility and it's like God works hard yes the devil works harder so 
It, and like as I said, like if you keep growing closer to God, that's when the devil's like, all right, bet like you you you're you're getting you know closer and closer to where God wants you to go. I'm gonna throw a curveball and say like here like this is gonna happen. Test your resolve, whatnot. I'm just gonna you know keep throwing you know like bombs at you until like you like I can make you falter. And I like your example because like you always told like tell us about you know, proximity and about whether it be like, you know, like lust if you're in a position where, you know, you have like a wife and, you know, you're telling me that straight to the airport, like, you know, straight to the hotel, nothing in between. Then it's like, if a lot of people follow that example, it'd be a lot easier, but the bigger the people get, the bigger the egos get. <laughs> and that's where it starts to be like, okay, now, are you doing this for you know God's kingdom or are you doing it for your own kingdom and your own ego because you know the likes get bigger your platform gets bigger who you are as a person gets bigger you start getting a lot of you know like influence among like a lot of people people are you know taking photos with you in like the street you're releasing you know like a couple you know books book signing here like book signing there mm -hmm. press tours here press tours there and that's where it's like you're getting Hollywood Mm -hmm. So as like, you know, we said like, you know, a lot of times on this show, <clears throat> it's like how how big do you want to get before you have to realize that, wait, like what am I doing this for and who am I doing this for? Which is like a thing that um, Billy told us a while back at, at Freedom during when he was um, preaching one time. And that's where it really, it really stands when we're talking about, you know, like mortality and whatnot. It's... How big do we have to, you know, like submitting for like more of you? It's like, like literally, like the the ENC song, but like, how much of it do we want to listen to, that so that we can, you know, decrease all of like ourselves so we can accept more of Him? And you know, when is that, you know, breaking point that you have to listen to God where He's like, okay, you can do more, but you just don't cross this boundary or don't cross this line, which is hard to do because of our own flaws. Like, we're not perfect, we'll never be perfect, because only God's perfect. And one of our flaws is, we get egos. And egos are, like, they're easy to say, I will never have that. But when you're in the position, like, what you guys were saying, like, when you're in a different area or a different mindset, it's, oh, yo, I'll never do this, but when you're there, it's like, oh, bet, let's keep going, you know, like, more resources, like, more of this, more, more, more. DJ Khaled said another one, <laughs> but like, and another one. So it's like, when is like you know that last one gonna be enough to satisfy your personal goals before it's like okay, I did this, mm -hmm. but it's time to see what God has me to, and then by then it'll be like, uh, it's a little bit too late. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and I feel oh sorry, you got it. No, you got yeah, no, I feel like it also uh, like attack. Like, also attacks the aspect of like. Because when you know that your, your work can affect, like, thousands of people with just, with just one line, like, that aspect of power is something that, like, can really be affected them. You know what I'm saying? That was like, yo, you have all this power. You can say whatever you want. You can affect everybody in the world. All Whatever you say. And that, that, that probably gets to the heads. Like, yo, I can really, like, I can say something. And everyone can just, just can get affected by what I just say right now, like, whether it's true or not. And I feel like that's like, something that really, like, truly, that, like, affects, like, really big organizations in general, I guess you can say, <laughs> in, 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 that, in that aspect. It's like, at what point are you leading a church or are you leading a cult? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, 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 there's a like, there, like, there's a line because, like, you know, they're all followers of Jesus, but when do they become followers of you rather than followers of God? That's mm -hmm. good. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, because it's like, uh, actually, that kind of 
that kind of goes into my topic. I'm just saying, it's like it's, then it's my turn. But that's so true because, like, I feel like that happens a lot with like bigger churches. Mm-hmm. Like, they're known more so for the people that preach instead of like, instead of the word. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, people, like, people would know the name Steve Furtick before they knew Elevation or before they knew anybody else on the staff who might might even preach before mm-hmm. at that church. And what is TDJ's church even called? Exactly, right? That's crazy. But like nobody, um, no, it's just, uh, it's important to to know that even though you might like his pastor's personality, you might like his, his pastor's like, you know, sneaker choices, or you might like this and that, whatever, like, ultimately, you're there for the word. Mm-hmm. And if you're not getting fed, well, there's a difference, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that later. But if you're not getting fed, then there's no purpose to like watch that, that church or that body. It's just, mm-hmm. cause like at that point, you're just a fan of that person and not of, you know, the church and its, and, and its ministry and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what Josh was talking about ego, I find often in my own life and like with just Christians in general and people in general too, not just Christians, but like people have a very inflated view of like how morally pure they actually are. Like when you think about like I know like for example, I me I day like I know in like in I know that in the bottom of my heart like like I wouldn't cheat on my future girlfriend. Like that's just like plain simple, like I would never do that. Mm-hmm. But I also I also recognize that I'm a human and that I that I have a, a naturally simple nature. So again, to my point about about about, uh, about proximity, if I'm in a if if I'm in a, if I'm in a situation to where, you know, every everything that will compel me to cheat is there, then because of my own human nature, I will fall to that. Mm-hmm. And like that that's just how it is. Like I've I've grown enough to the point to where. I don't want all of my growth to like go to waste, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I've like I've done the, 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 the transparency and the repenting. Like like I've done I've done too much of that to like, be to like be cocky of, of like myself. Mm-hmm. Like not saying that out of confidence or whatever like that, but like I just know, and that, and like you know that's for all people. Like we. We've all sinned and, and fallen short of the glory of God. Like you know that that's in the Bible, so we can't act like, you know, we're just above everything. Like you know, because we're saved. Mm-hmm. Like no, it's you know. As a matter of fact, when you get older and, and when you get bigger and when you get when you get more successful again, you're a, you're a much bigger target now mm-hmm. because now it might not even if it's not people, it, it might it might it might be finances, it might, mm-hmm. it, might it might be platform, it might be uh, uh, workaholism, it might be any number of those things mm-hmm. so you know yeah we can't be like we can't have a over inflated view of ourselves and like how strong we actually are and i like what you yeah were, no go ahead no and i was like, i like what you're saying when you brought up you know like um workaholism and like all that because we also re- need to realize that when we're not talking about like you know pastors and people who have like a huge platform already we have to like sometimes dial it back down and you know think of it as like a civilian level or like 
every day because, you know, we're just as, you know, prone to it as they are, even though we're not as big as them because each and every day it could be, you know, something like that. It's like, oh, like, I just got this, like, you know, new job or I just got, you know, this new car. Bet I can, you know, go to the club at, like, you know, 2.30 in the morning because I got this car or because I got this new job that has, you know, more money. I can, you know, blow this bread on, you know, going on a trip somewhere if I have, like, you know, a girlfriend with, like, my friends. And it's like, all right. I'm going to go on the ship because I got bread now, but you're also putting yourself in a position if you're going to, like, you know, say, a club in Miami because you can go to Miami because you got money because of the new job. Then it's like, all right, you're putting yourself there because of, like, what you've gotten at, like, you know, a lower level instead of being already up there. Mm -hmm. So we have to look at it from, like, a simple point as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... I I also wanted to clear up a quote that you said about like how the devil works hard but God works hard. I think it's the other way around. I think it's like devil works hard. Oh yeah, devil works hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. My bad. My bad. No, that's cool. I got convicted to like to like say that. But yeah, thank you for that. But you're right though because the quote says that, that the devil works hard. So he, he's he's still trying to get you off track. Yeah. It's just God works harder. So if you want to surpass that, you gotta say most to God. Yeah. 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 And I, I think, like, that, that was a conclusion that, like, the Lord had brought me to. Because even personally in my life, when I started, like, preaching and teaching, like, the views. And obviously we know that as human beings, we're made to worship. And it's easy for us to turn to something. And that's why you have people who would know, like, a, a pastor's name without knowing the church's name. They just know a pastor's name. Because it's like, we're made to worship. We worship something eventually. And, and everyone is looking at someone as an idol and i think what that does to a lot of people who have been following god for a long time is that it puts them like you said ego puts an ego in the head and then uh, what the lord has shown me is this one word comfort and when we get into a space of comfort it's a really dangerous place to be because when you tell yourself oh yeah you know i'm doing well you know i'm cool with god you know that's very dangerous because like you said it's just an ego lift you don't really know where you're at. And if you stay in that position, the enemy would come at you um, without you knowing. So I think uh, I was even reading the Bible because, like, you know, we have to back up everything that we say in scriptures. And it was really interesting. Uh, Philippians 2 says, Dear friends, you always followed my instruction when I was with you. Um, now that I'm away, it is even more important. Work hard to show your to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. So it's like, um, work out your faith with all fear and trembling. Um, your salvation with all fear and trembling. And I was even thinking about it. Like, if you think of people like Adam, no, not Adam, Abraham, and Moses. These are people that God called His friends. Even David, for example, these are people that God had a close relationship to with. But if you look at their life, their life was still in that constant servantship or servanthood, whatever you can call it. They were still constantly doing the things that they did when they were when they first met God. They didn't change. They didn't sit down and relax and say, you know, I'm fr I'm friends with God now, so you know I can you know relax a little bit. No, no, no. They were still fervent with the things that they did. And we could see how God worked through their lives all through that. So I think it's just like when we look at people like, you know, everyone who is who who has a big name and who has fallen, 
I think the one thing that would come to mind is the idea of comfort. You know, when people tell you you're a good person or when people tell you, you know, you're such a, an amazing person, that gets to your head. And before you know it, you start tearing your walls down and then you start saying, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm okay, you know, I can skip my Bible today, you know, I'll survive. You know, I can skip praying to God today, you know, I'll survive. Like, you don't know what, what, what happens down the way. That, that comfort is where you're placing yourself in. And then before you know the enemy comes in and you're like whoa what happened it's because you were never on guard mm. you know and, and we have to always stay on guard you know we can't say just because i've gotten to this level with god i can now like tear down my barriers or i can now tear down my walls and i have to always constantly stay on guard you know because like even the bible tells us like we don't know the day that he's coming back so we have to be like the servant who is always watching and ready for his master's return like we cannot get comfortable um, or else that's where that's where all these I, I call them silly things because like you can't how can you say I've been following God for 20 years of my life and the thing that brought me down was sleeping with a woman something that's mm -hmm. a basic for mm -hmm. your faith yeah. Mm. yeah yeah that's true that's true that's true that's true it's like there's nothing new under the sun that, um, the Bible says that too and to your point it's like even if you miss, like, I mean, of course, we're not perfect, so, like, you know, we're, we're bound to miss in the future, like, you know, one day of Bible reading, like, you know, we're, we're bound to miss praying, we're bound to miss those things, but when you do it from a cocky place, then that's when the things that you thought that you got over can come back, like, a hundred, like, a hundred times stronger, and since you weren't, and since you weren't in your word for that day, it can bypass your filters, it can get wherever else, and now you've fallen to, as you said, pretty basic things that we that were taught not to do from like even 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 when we first get into the church so mm -hmm. yeah that was good that was good man i got nothing else on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean y'all have anything else before we can move on or oh, no that's tight um actually i i i, 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 I I actually don't want to do mine yet. I want to do John's because we left off on yours in the last episode, mm. right? And yours is more so like how how we can help our communities grow financially or something like right. that. Right. Like I think the the question was, if I remember correctly, like we're in a capitalistic government, um, economy economy, right? So like each person can make their own money, but like it's not gonna really be shared. It's just your your brand, unless you choose to share it. Mm -hmm. So like when you try to share amongst your community, they're saying that like, oh, well, it should be like a socialism type thing where everyone gets equal like wealth and whatever and then like and of course so i'm thinking about it, i was like all right so like but you wanted to be like that but it's not like that so if some what do you want someone to do in that situation like okay i make my baby want me to go just share evenly with the whole neighborhood like yeah. you know so it's not really so, so the question is like okay how would you effectively right support your own community without trying to look like a like a like, a, like I said, a dickhead and just hold on to yourself <laughs> right that's, that's kind of the, my thought process when i was thinking about that I think I wrote I wrote something down. This is all me brainstorming in my car on my ride home. <laughs> I'm like, man, these topics are deep. But <laughs> I think I wrote, the question is not how can I help the black community. The question is who can I help in the black community? Because the truth is you can't help everyone. Yes. Mm. I think yes. I think that's that's the simple fact, you know. There is no entitlement to helping everybody. You know, so it's like, okay, where would my efforts be effective? And I st I'm going to stick with that. And I think it even comes with a thing of humility where it's like, I understand like I can't do everything, but 
where I work effectively that would cause change to happen in the world. So I think definitely a lot of people are haters. You know, when they see you, when they see you doing good for someone else, they're like, "Hey, yo, man! Like, remember the one? Everybody wants to be entitled. I think that's the right word. It's like, hey, yo, man! Remember that one time I did you that one? And that's why I'm very careful when people are trying to do things for me because I'm like, hey, yo, man! Look, <laughs> I'm not gonna repay you. I'm not gonna repay you nothing, bro. So just know you did this to me for free. Like, like don't don't feel entitled when I make you big because, like, hey, I didn't ask you for this. That's so, why that gas station when people are like, I can pump your gas for you, and I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good. So yeah, I think that 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 idea of entitlement gets to people's heads. You know, hey, yo, man, like, look, like, I helped you back when you were working your broke. It's like, okay, okay, but I'm choosing to to do this because this is where effective change would be. So yeah, I, I definitely think that having that understanding of like, truly, you can't help everyone, but you can choose who you're going to help within the community. And I think that will make effective change within the community and obviously it's cause like bigger change. And going yeah. off going off what Temi said, it's um and he said, you know, about you know it's it's all it's all about with good intentions. That's like that's like the most of it because when you're talking about when people are like, Oh, you know, I'll do this but it's like you know, you helped me from the good of your heart, like, or I want to say from the good of your heart, but you know, I don't, I don't know. I'll try to give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but if you're trying to like go later, then it's obviously you want like a like a pick me up in the future. <laughs> but like, I like what you said about you know you can't help everyone. Everyone has a special gift, and it reminds me of you know if you go on like you know Broad Street. Or, you know, just like in the middle, you will see, you know, this guy who offers, you know, free haircuts to like the homeless people, like people who are homeless. You know, it's not money, but it's something that he does in replace of money. Hey guys, so unfortunately, this is where our camera decided to cut off. So I wasn't able to have the entire conversation be inside of the podcast, but... I hope that you guys enjoy the rest of the show still, because um, all the topics that we had today were pretty dope. So enjoy the show. If you need money, I'll give you what I can give you. Do not take advantage. Do not mistake my generosity as a weakness or my kindness as a weakness. Like that is like that's all I'm saying. People, if they see you doing something, don't take advantage of it because they're like, oh, this person's nice. Let me see if I can, you know get a little bit more from him like you know extortion is real and it can come at like a little it like it can be at like a lower scale than you would think of the terms when you hear extortion like people can it, it happens to people every day it's not all some big government like scheme and whatnot it can happen yeah. it, can, it can happen to you <laughs> yeah I think, oh, I think another thing uh, the person in TikTok said he was like yeah don't like mask like Say you helping people you know, like you know what I'm saying, like yeah, your fam, your, your friends. It'll make it seem like, oh yeah, I'm helping the community by helping people, like yeah. as you already know, something like that. I think they also had a problem with that. It's yeah. like an extra uh, view of that. Yeah, that's true. That's I'm true. trying. <clears throat> this is the last thing that I'm gonna say, and then we and then um, we have to move on to Josh's topic. But my my dad told me this story. Uh, I, I saw you were laughing. Yeah, because I remember that story. I, I forget where he was at, but. He was, you know, but you know, the, there's a homeless dude on the street. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
You know what's um, going weekend. And you know, my dad, you know, saved man of God, whatever. So, you know, the dude asked him for some money, he's like, he's like, all right, like, you know, my dad had like had like had a twenty on him at the time. So he was like, you know, how much you need? He was like, anything you got. My dad put out his twenty and then give it to the guy. He put it in his head and he looked him back up. He was like, Is that it? <laughs> ain't no way, boy. I'm like, it's 20 more than you ain't had originally. No what's what's crazy? Does he does he beg at him? <laughs> he probably he probably begging up at Belair for him to be. To be I'm like, that. bro, I would have taken that. I would have taken that 20 back with him. Excuse me. Oh my, I cannot imagine if somebody did that to me. <laughs> I'd be like, obviously, yeah, obviously, you don't need this twenty. Go back to the streets where you were getting life fifty at, because obviously, obviously, you doing better than. Golly, golly. Have you seen the? I think it's Long Beach Griffey. The oh, video yeah. of when the robber comes into his house and he tries to rob me. He's like, give me everything you want, and he was like, my my card and my wallet and my pocket, and then he 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 checks his his thing. He's like, man. You hungry, bro? <laughs> so, man, I mean, I, 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 I'm doing bad, but I, you, I, I didn't know you were down, you were down bad. So you want something to eat, bro? He's like, yeah. That's a full mega. You hand this car back, say, you need this more than I do. You need this more than I do, bro. You need this more than I do, bro. You need this more than I do, bro. Oh, my gosh. But don't be pocket watching. Don't be pocket watching. Facts. Facts. Um, but Josh, let's talk about your thing. Um, After ten thousand years, body. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, I got a scripture for this one too. Yeah, body shaving. All right. So, I I took the two and I like it was body shaming and you know like perfection, the Z perfection, because like how people are. I'm turning it to one. So basically, you know, every, like whenever you hear, you know, someone has like an opinion because we I have this place for so many think spaces, whether it be, you know, like, Instagram, whether it be Twitter, whether it be, like, um, whether it be, like, you know, Clubhouse when it was still up and having, like, these discussions, you know, surrounding whatever you wanted to talk about, something that always comes up for both, you know, men and women, because I always be going back and forth on this, I don't know, like, you know, who started who, which came first, chicken or the egg, it don't matter no more, but it's always been, you know, like, like, height, you know, weight, like, facial hair and whatnot, things that people have no control over. People just want to, you know, talk bad, like, or talk down to, I don't know, there was, like, a tweet on, like, you know, St. Patrick's Day where a woman was, like, you know, shout out to, like, all um, the kings, I mean, shout out to all the people under, you know, like, six foot, like, you know, happy St. Patrick's Day, my little leprechauns, and it, yeah! Yeah! And all that time, so it's like 5'1". <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, it always be the ones that's <laughs> like 4'11 or something. And then... Talking about, like, I want a 6 feet. Yeah, and then, and then it's, like, it's like, other than that, it will be like, you know, with like... There will be like, you know, like, height charts where there'll be like, king, like, 6 foot and up. Like, 5, like, like, 5'10", like, young adult, like, 5 foot, like, 8 to 5 foot 10, young adult. And then it's just go like, you know, down and down, like, the list, and like, five foot four and I'm like, you know, little boy and whatnot and then it's like child and then it's like, okay, that and then like for like the guys it'll always be, you know, like weight shaming and like being like, Oh, well you're talking about this, but you know, why are you 
this, this, and this way, hating on something for that we can change, but you can, but you can change that. And I'm like, well, you don't know everyone's like everyone's history with what they're going through. It's like, you know, this person could have short parents. This person could have had, you know, obesity ringing in their family or something that they can't control when they're, they're eating or like a, a, um, an eating disorder that, you know, causes this to happen to them. Or if we're talking about like facial hair, like you can't like grow it on like your face or something. Or like people's like face, like, you know, acne, maybe they have something where no matter how much you can like think they can treat it, they can't treat it. But, you know, people always want to, you know, take shots at like people and I guess it's like you know the dating pool the whole like you know preference notion that everyone wants like a list that Mike Todd said to rip it up by the way if you haven't saw that you should watch that um that sermon but and then it's like it hurts like their view of themselves because you know when it comes to like how we're made God said that we're made in his image and when you hear people you know like sort of like you know destroy your whole you know appearance then you start to think to myself like or you start to think to yourself you know why was i made like this and sort of like you can start to question god and it's like if i'm made in your image why am i not made in you know the image that quote unquote people want to be the standard and that's when it comes into more of like you know like the worldly views versus you know like God, like, you know, like, how God wants us to see himself and how, like, you know, for, like, the kingdom and how you should, like, present yourself and walk. So, yeah, the floor is open. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's my thing. I think that with the, with, with the, with the exception of skin color, because that's, that, that's kind of a more deep argument, but I think yeah. people preferences is a preferences. If you don't want a guy that's fat or a girl that's fat or a guy that's short or whatever, cool. But let's stop acting like it's like a sin for like men to have the same type of preference like cutthroatness that like women can have because like <clears throat> you see it more so on twitter and like just look more like those kind of echo chambers where it's like a guy can say oh you know i don't want a girl that's like big and that's cool i mean of course there's stuff that happens where like you know the girl could have a metabolism disorder or whatever else right. but so long as he's not saying like you know all big girls are this or whatever else, then, like, it's cool. But, like, sometimes I've seen some women, like, you know, fight back at that as if, like, what he said, like, apply, like, as if it's, like, worse than, like, a woman saying that, like, she she doesn't want a guy that's, like, short, when ultimately it's the same argument. It's just two two different attributes. And the same thing applies, too. Like, some, like, you know, there's, you know, there's dwarfism. Some men... you know have like bone growth effects like it's 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 all the same stuff mm-hmm. so i don't and when it comes to perfection i mean all the stuff that we see on my like, social media and all that kind of stuff like none of that's real it's all augmented with like filters and photoshop or whatever so you shouldn't try to strive to be like what you see online because like ultimately like you know everybody men like you know men and women like we're, we're all made in the image of god and we're all you know we're all amazing and we're all you know beautiful and we should all look at ourselves as such like you know there's yeah that's all that's all i really gotta say about it right i mean all i said is like um 
Because I've, I've always seen that, like, people would, like, mistake, like, someone saying, like, oh, I like this, and then period. Then someone say, I like this, but I hate everything else. Like, mm-hmm. like I can say, I like pepperoni pizza, right? Does that mean I hate every other type of pizza? No, I'll eat whatever. You know what I'm saying? People tease me, I'll eat that, whatever. But I would prefer, if you put it on a row, like, oh, I'm going to take this type of hair, you know? doesn't mean nothing, nothing towards anything else, but people would be like, oh, so, oh, you're going to, like, um, tall guys, I mean, you hate all, like, short guys. Like, you're going to, like, oh, you're going to, like, um... <laughs> Big girls, like, not the neighborhood girls, I mean, you hate all big girls, something like that. It's like, that's, that's not what they said. No, they're not saying that in, in the slightest. They're just saying that, because you find attractive naturally, like, you naturally find different attributes attractive. There are people that do find big girls attractive, some people don't. I mean, that's fine, it's whatever. That's also not, like, bashing the entire group of people just because you don't find one certain big girl attractive or whatever, or one certain woman attractive in your eyes, and you start bashing anyone that's, that has whatever appearance that she has. I feel like that's where, that's where it starts really getting into a, a really shaky spot, because people start, like, Attacking full you know, groups now it's like all right, so now you want like you know like sell out because people do have their own reasons to be with the way they are. Some people are actually trying to not. Like, I've seen many like big people actually like they're working out again on the way back in. So it's like you know they're working like let, let them rock. You know what I'm saying? They're chilling. They're they're working on their own, their own themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't like like off, I'm not gonna act like I'm gonna say because I've I've in real sense I've done that. You know what I'm saying? Like if I got cookies, you know what I'm saying? I, I do whatever. You know what I'm saying? I, I, say what I, I say what I gotta say. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like big old boy. Boy, you about big as hell, boy. It's all about it's all gonna be big. But I mean, in reality, it's like I like girls with big foreheads, not for all the people that watch. You know what I mean? Because you throw that in there. Just let everybody know. Yeah, I like big foreheads. You know, it's cool. That means you smart. <laughs> 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 oh, just toss that out. Just go down the 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 roof the the one thing I would say about that, the height thing, right, is that, like, now it's gone to the point where, like, dudes, if they're, like, oh, 60 bucks, that'd be the only personality trait, yo. They'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm tall. It's like, what else? I'm tall. All the women should be, you know what I mean? I'm tall. So I'm like, like, I'm like, it's even worse if, like, yo, it's like, oh, so, like, you, you, be, you be hooping or whatever? Nah, I'm, I'm just tall, bro. Like, he's like, all right, cool. Like, oh, I'm like, you want, you want five, yeah, five, five? I'm like catching on some stilts. <laughs> nah, for real. Oh, wait. I got something to say about this, too. Um, I see this a lot. So, as a as a black nerd, uh, I've seen this a lot on, like, the black nerd uh, uh, community. Don't try to act like because you like nerdy stuff, women don't like you. Like the whole thing about like, oh, you know, black women don't like don't like nerds or like, you know, black women don't like guys that are small. It's like, no, they just don't like you. <laughs> he said, don't try to make me you. Know you. Saying, no, I'm like, not you. I'm just saying, like, like, yo, like, don't don't try to make it sound like, you know, like. And also the other thing about it, too, is like for for. For all the fellas that are watching, you gotta. Yes, you are like you know intrinsically you know you know you know made in the image of God. So you have you have value already. But at the same time, when it comes to women, you got you have, you have to make yourself like desirable. You know what I mean? Like, you're not entitled to a woman's love. You're not entitled to a woman's love. Like you know, like you know, if you're gonna holler at somebody, like you know, you know, come correct. You know, buy some cologne, get some nice clothes, find some find shower, some, shower, find some find. Some, 
find some personality traits that aren't watching anime all day or playing like league all day. Oh, <laughs> oh like dudes go be in the gym and shooting zero for three from the field and, and they blame the that's <laughs> like, crazy. That's balls. That's like, crazy. Like, I think ultimately the way I see body shaming and I feel like I need to have a conversation with one of them. So like I always imagine how do blind people pick who they love? You know, if they can't see someone's height or see someone's size. So, like, I guess the criteria of body shaming doesn't work for them. So, that means they must be looking at something else. That voice sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> that voice sounds nice. <laughs> but I think, even like, if you think about it, like, there's some girls that are like super hot, you know, attractive. Right. But when you hear them speak, it's like, bro, you sound like no. <laughs> it's like the words that you were speaking is. <laughs> <laughs> but I cannot believe uh, that someone uh, someone this good looking would, would say things like this so I think like that that just goes back to you know how God sees us because you know in first Samuel um he tells he tells Samuel like like God is not like like men like he, he no I love I love it because we're talking about six foot uh first Samuel 16 7 it says but the Lord said to Samuel don't judge by his appearance or height. Is that six foot, six foot two? <laughs> That's not what I'm looking for. For I, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, like if your if your inside is filthy, like everything just just crashes down. Like you can have a oh, cute face, big waist, but like once you start talking rubbish, I'm like. No. As we said last time, you cute, but can you pray? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 yeah. I, I think, I think that that definitely, when we have that lens, when we start closing our eyes and saying, you know, like all of this looked nice, but when I close my eyes, like, is there something more than than what I am seeing? Because you know, imagery. Is a it plays a huge role in our lives, but like, what if I don't have imagery? How how then will I make that 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 choice of, of who to love? Then you realize that that all the image could go downhill when it doesn't come with substance. Um, and then with the thing of per- perfectionism again, it goes back to the imagery. You know, if I don't have vision for the image, then how would I be able to know what perfection is? So yeah, I, I think definitely when we have different or look look at life through a different lens I, I feel like this should be an activity that we start doing when we say oh i like something so all right close your eyes do you still like it i said oh no i don't i just yeah. i just thought her, her face was cute <clears throat> That was all. Yeah. That'd be a hilarious idea for like you know speed dating. If like instead of like you know instead of looking, instead of, instead of like you know like looking at them, you're blindfolded, so all you can like you know you're forced to rely on like your other senses like you know smell and um hearing. Mm-hmm. That should be interesting. But back to like perfection, I feel like the only reason why I tied it in is because like if you go like you know body shaming then it's like body shaming turns into the need for perfection which turns into like plastic surgery which is like at that point like will you know it's like is that still is that changing how you're seen in like you know god because god calls to like we're made in his image so like if you're actively trying to you know like change that image would it technically be like dishonoring him if you're changing yourself when he made you 
And then, because, like, I've seen, like, all over this, like, if we're going with, with an example, like, I'm going to go with, you know, Michael Jackson, right? Because he was bullied for his nose by his father. Because, like, he was always, like, told by, like, you know, his, like, dad and whatnot, like, you got a big nose. You're, like, you're, it's like, yeah, it's like, your nose is this, your nose is this, right? And then, yeah, and then, like, when that happened, something. That should be a topic, too. It's like, when that happened, something, like, shifted in him. And he got plastic surgery on his nose and kept, kept on making it thinner because he wasn't satisfied with how it looked due to, like, you know, the comments that he received. And then he kept taking it, you know, further and further because he was like, I can't look like my former self because people, like, or more importantly, my own, like, father didn't appreciate, like, my nose back then or my face. So I'm going to, like, go the extra mile to change what I look like all because of, like, you know this one person's or a group of people's perspectives on what I should look like instead of why I look like this and who really made me look like this. So yeah. Would that be like a thing about like more of like a self-love, I would say, you know what I'm saying? Like personally, cause like me, like I like I, I told people I used to be chubby, right? So I mean, and yeah. So, um, and like I would, cause I used to also get talked about my parents and I was like, was, was like, not like how it looks. So I would try to do like no change all the time. But like, that doesn't mean like, because that God made made you the way you are. But saying that God changed yourself and try to love yourself as a person is it's a big part of like just your, your character. You know what I'm saying? So if you really and I, I know if you talk, you probably talk about like like a surgery type stuff. Like, yeah, talk, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but I, I'm gonna talk about that more like a natural way. So like for me, like, actually, say like if you're working out to like oh yeah, I was talking about yeah, I was talking about like something that like you want to change based on like 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 you can't change your like I mean of course you can like probably weight loss can like you know change your face like make it slimmer mm -hmm. but like for people who say like oh i want like this i want a person that has like this people go like the extra mile especially like if you have money then you can do it mm -hmm. which is like ties back into like you know like ego and like you know like morality it's like i have the money so i can change myself into whatever i can look like as you see like all the celebrities you know like doing if you look at a picture of you know like Kylie Jenner before she became like you know our like our Kardashian uh, like uh, she also been one but like before she got like money and whatnot a totally different person than who she originally started out as because of what she believed was perfection that she could obtain because of what she had so yeah, yeah okay that's my fault I thought you were talking about no yeah like a wise like a wise poet once said. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. No such thing, no <laughs> such thing. <laughs> Heart beating fast, learning to know that he's alive. <laughs> um, last thing I want to say though, before we get to the last topic, if you, if you, if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can move on. Um, is that there's no such thing as the perfect person, mm. whether it be you talking about somebody that you like or you talking about yourself. The perfect person doesn't exist. All there is is you who God made you, and then you have qualities about yourself that you, that you can choose to improve upon. Mm. Like, you know, I think I think there's a fine line between, well, not really a fine line, but there's, there's, a, there's a difference between fat shaming and, like, trying to help somebody improve themselves. Mm. Because, you know, the, the reality is that, you know, people being overweight is inherently, un, you know, it's unhealthy for them. Yeah. And if, but if, if you... If you're that person's friend and you know that they have like it like an issue with their body to where they can't lose weight, then that's different. But if you see them 
gaining weight and you see and, and you and you and you know that they can lose the weight then that's where you can kind of like you know interject and be more like not um not like uh what's the word not like confrontational but mm -hmm. just but just more like saying like hey like you know i see that you're you know getting kind of unhealthy i want to you know you know let's go run you know let's yeah. go work out let's go live something like that but i got i, I, I thought this last point i had on it i was like all this like you know really say that i tie back to you know you know like the sims games right and like how you could technically it i want to i don't want to say like promoted but technically you were playing god because you could choose how you wanted to look like. Mm, so when you're, or like, you know, yeah, how you want to look like and, you know, how your family is and how much money you got. I know you, people use sheet codes and, you know, like, gotta get that money, but it's irrelevant. But when you're choosing, like, how you want to, like, improve yourself as, you know, like, your physical appearance and you have, like, the money to do so, it's like, there's a fine line between, it's like, are you, you know, how far are you going before you know, you're playing God in, like, your own life because you're shaping how you want yourself to look when God already did that. And then it's like, are you trying to say that, God, your vision of me wasn't perfect, so I'm trying to sort of, like, rewrite your wrongs, which, you know, it's just really not a wrong because he made you like that for a exactly. reason. So it's like, it's, yeah, it's really like you're striving to be, you're striving to be God, basically. You're saying... God, you're not perfect enough to make me how I want it to be, so I'm going to do it, which is not what, you know, anyone should do, so. Right. Yeah, that was my take on, like, the whole perfection, <clears throat> body shame and whatnot. I just, exactly. I just think if, if art was perfect, was perfect and proportional, it would be boring. Mm. It definitely would be. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to let that, I'm going to let y'all simmer. <laughs> <laughs> let, let that simmer. <laughs> let that simmer for, for a little bit. Put some libraries on it. Uh, <laughs> but all right, let's get into the last topic of today. Um, I want to talk to y'all about mega churches because we talked about this before and like towards the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. But do you guys think that they're more of an asset or a liability to like how we do church? Because you can argue both sides. You could be like, okay, well, you know, there's people on one side who are just who are getting like you know the raw uncut gospel in on a larger scale which praise god for that but there's also the other side where as we said before like people get attached to the lights and the fashion and the cameras and the 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 personality of the pastor and not the doctrine and then the pastor himself doesn't doesn't even teach the right doctrine mm -hmm. because he's trying to appeal to everybody at once so what do y'all think that's how it's going um, oh you can go first oh yeah so like really like over the over the years, I've started leaning more towards liability. To be honest, like because I've I've always seen anytime there those mega churches, right? And anytime it's only with like one incident, you see other people like, use one, but I wasn't it to go against all of like all Christians and everything, all aspects. Of it. mm -hmm. It's like, oh yeah, but like Christian, but what about this pastor right here? What, he did this, right? But he did that. It's like he doesn't depict all of us others, but like I understand why he chooses him because he's part of a mega church. He, he he preaches to a lot of people, and a lot of people follow what he says. And I've also noticed that like over the years, like I've seen that like a lot of them. Are like on like repeat. It's like a lot of people say the same municipal things, but they never touch like really like big topics that like that might really be helpful. Like like what's the last time I ever heard somebody like I mean, talk about like what happens in like Revelation that much, right? Mm -hmm. Like you never really hear about that, even though that, that's a very important book to speak about, right? Or even some of the other books, like the, pro the prophetical books or other certain topics, they always avoid the topics 
because it's a mega church, they don't want her to like get into, mm-hmm. like, get into those situations. And then, so I've always noticed that like the, some, I can't say all of them, like some mega churches when they get bigger, like they hold back on what the word, what the way she speaking on the word. And then the, if any, that's a liability because you're not fully teaching. You know, in my opinion, you just. You're just saying what you would think is socially acceptable to everyone else. That's just us preaching what you they should be talking about. I like what he's. I like what John said because you know, that it's only topics that get the clicks, right? Mm-hmm. It's only. It's always you know you started hearing like the same thing. It's either you know, the topics about you know relationships, the topics about you know sex, the topics, you know, about sort of, you know, depression, anxiety, and like, you know, how to like, you know, combat those as you like, it's it's literally like every like, you know, sermon you see on YouTube, it's like, all right, why God wants us to stop going through anxiety or why you why he wants us to stop having fear or, you know, what should you look for in a like potential spouse? It's like it's literally the it's literally like the headlines for like you know the clicks and you know it's not really the more in deep like like in depth in depth things that you know other churches like do because they're like really focused on improving rather than you know clicks as you know the lights and like the media and whatnot and my thing is I'm gonna say back to it bless you I said it earlier is bless you again are the mega churches are you preaching to uh, no are you leading a church or are you leading a cult like that i keep on going back to that because it's so easy when things get mega to you get a following and as we said earlier you know you go off that following you can like you know go off the deep end so i'm gonna say it's more of a liability unless that you know that God has placed the like the correct people around this mega church to really hold that firm foundation and not let it crack and to be what it was meant to be as how it started out as because every church started out like you know small no church just became a mega church mm-hmm. and along the way for it to become like a mega church something must have shifted that drew people into the mega church or no to to be to make it become a mega church so it's really about keeping the same foundations that you had when you were a small church or whoever started it had and really maintaining it throughout its growth because as you know John said people as like people that like get bigger and bigger and things get bigger and bigger something start to change because they want to get new and they want to get Hollywood and that's when you know it starts to like it starts to shift and it starts to be like you know more headline grabbing preaching instead of like the in-depth what you need to learn to be a true follower of Christ teaching teaching so I'm gonna say liability right now because it's just you have so many you have so many members which is good if you're preaching the right thing because you know as like my favorite quote from like you know kb from like you know church cloud he said a church can be full of members but empty in conversion so it's like you have all these people in your church but like you know are you really you know helping them get saved and are you really helping them you know become true um true devoted followers of christ 
So for right now, I'm going to say liability rather than, you know, helpful. And I think that's one. That's an important thing as well because with mega churches, you don't know everyone there. And I'm not saying you won't know everyone at you know at the church that you're at now, but you know enough people where you know you can ask them questions. You can you can fellowship with them. You can get to know them. You have people that you know can hold you like accountable with, with like small groups and whatnot that have like you have these sort of like resources that. I don't think are really that prevalent in a mega church aside from just being there to you know hear the word and then going home because like after the word you know yeah freedom we, some we we stay till we get kicked out it's Seriously. like it's like there is no all right you know what i heard the word deuces i got some you know stuff in the in the oven that i need to go back to with my kids so come on family <laughs> and like they all just go it's like no it's like we stay we talk we ask questions you know pastor gabe is out there with us yeah, you know there. talking you know some like the you know lead um the other lead um another other pastors are there while well, the worship team is out so it's like it's more of a community rather than an entire like mega church which would probably feel a little hollow and like not I'm, I'm so sorry tell me why do you keep laughing tell me big no. why is oh, I, 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 I leaned into the mic too close I leaned into close to the mic I'm sorry it's yes, always when I'm talking but yeah that's what I'm saying it's like it feels like more like you know a community rather than it's like you know like preach and dash so mm -hmm. yeah. Preach and dash. yeah yeah I mean I think in theory, mega churches should work yeah. because yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, to your point, like Jesus's ministry for however long it went on for those three years, it was in effect a mega church. It's just that, like, you know, as you said, once, once he started preaching the word, it will down a lot. And I think and in, in my experience, I have yet to see a mega church that combines the two, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. combines the advantage of having growth with the spiritual like res like like responsibility of sharing like God's true word, like the whole unfiltered word. And to your point, like like anxiety, depression, like you know, relationships, all those things are good, I and mean, we should be talking about them like how the Bible helps us with those things. Mm -hmm. But as you said, some some of these churches, like their entire brand is that. It's the same yeah. thing and it over and over again. Yeah, and it, and it becomes more about self-help than it is about like, you know, edification, right? And, and so is it their brand or Jesus' brand? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and also too, like, you know, it, I think it's so, so important to preach the word for what it actually is because, um, in John 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. And God is the same. He, he He's never changed, and, 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 he, and He won't change throughout time. So that means that even today, the Word still is God. Mm -hmm. So if you're not preaching the Word, then you're not preaching God. You're not preaching Jesus. Mm -hmm. so, if, so if you preach a Word that wasn't, like, theologically correct, that that wasn't, you know... That, that didn't speak to the truth of Jesus and people get saved during that service, what did they give their lives to? Because it wasn't Jesus. Because because if it was, then the word would have been in there. You see what I'm saying? I don't know if mega churches and baptism lines must be long. 
<laughs> I guess uh, a more effective question would be like, how would what would need to be done to make more make churches more effective? I'd say reduce of. All right, I'm gonna combine like a lot of topics that were discussed here. First, with like you know, like um, like mortality and like you know, ego. For a mega church to work, egos need to decrease, right? And then when we're talking not the black community, but when it comes to money, mega churches sometimes a lot of it goes like you know. Money is like how much money are we bringing in to you know be able to sustain this mega church, and sometimes it gets lost along the way because they're thinking, all right, how can we sustain this? But and not talking about how people can sustain the word when they're leaving, and then with like the ego of you know the pastor like the many pastors, it's like you know the bigger the church got, the bigger the egos got, and then what Tammy said about comfort, they got comfortable, they got in a you know it's not um what's the word? it's not comfortable they got um i'll figure it out later but um but yeah they just got they just got comfortable and um complacent or whatever that word is um complacent, yeah. complacent. there we go there we go complacent they got complacent in what they were doing so it's like all right we have this mega church what more do we need to do because we're already so big of a church we already have this following we already have this money that's coming in, all we need to do is probably like brush over a few topics, like a few like main topics without going like deeper into them, and we'll be good because it'll keep coming back because of like the status of the church. So I'd say in order for a mega church to work, like so many things need to happen. One I'd say would start with like you know, like the ego, the uh, yeah the ego, and really preaching what needs to be preached not what you think people need to hear but what god says they need to hear because you know what you think and god think are totally different things mm -hmm. so i feel like that's what it needs to work ultimately our faith has a few fundamentals we have repentance we have salvation we have holy spirit we have key topics and when you focus on one and neglect the other you are not preaching the whole gospel but you're preaching a partial gospel and i think of people like billy graham he preached in arenas you know like that's a mega mega church like a whole arena like like wells fargo like imagine yeah. that that filled with people and you're preaching a gospel i would never go it was just like that not presenting the gospel as something that's fancy to make you a better person but also talking about like the other things too repentance like it says like you're a sinner you need to turn from your sins so i think definitely um with mega churches is we have to learn to always come back to that because like what we have have understood is that repentance is not something that you do one day and it's like yep you're, you're yeah. fully done repented it's like no yeah. like bro <laughs> repentance is something that you have to keep coming coming to all the all, all the time so it's like um even though we're, we're progressing we have to always keep coming back because then like we know that like the 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 audience changes you don't know who's walking and so you always have to touch the the key fundamentals of of the faith and, and make sure that those are established with every every member yeah 100 percent I don't have anything else to add to that. I don't know. When you said the, when you talk about like the like you know people preaching in like arenas, it gave it gives off you know like spectacle vibes for me. It's like, are you are you preaching? Or are you putting on a spectacle for people? Because like if if you're doing like you know sell out arenas, then I mean it's like 
And it's like half and half. It's like, you know, while it's like you want to be glad that so many people are coming out and like trying to hear the word, it's like at what point is it turning into a spectacle or as we like talk about, you know, going Hollywood for like a lot of people. And that's when it's about like, you know, the ego. It's like, you don't need a stadium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to preach the word to people yeah. you can do it on the, the like the street evangelism like the you can do it i feel like you know jesus was homeless exactly like going out and like you know reaching out to two people on the streets of like you know philadelphia like why are you why, why are you making that face <laughs> yeah, no it's because he said jesus was homeless so. i mean he was <laughs> it, just, it just stuck with me i'm continuing <laughs> Ignore my facial expression. I'm processing things <laughs> in my head. Like, damn, did Mary not let him back in the house? Like, Mary just said, man, you can't do it again, bro. Just want to keep doing a miracle. Just want to keep doing that, and I'll spend the time at home. You can do that out there. <laughs> but yeah, like, I feel like, you know, like, evangelizing and, like, like, you know, talking to, like, you know, four people and really preaching the gospel would be more important than, you know, preaching to, like, you know, like, 25,000 people and no one taking anything, like, away from it that can, that they can apply to, like, their daily lives to help mm-hmm. them become, you know, better people in Christ. So, mm-hmm. it's, like, there's, the, there's, like, a huge difference when it comes to, like, you know, the arenas versus, like, what they're preaching and how effective it is. Because you can be talking a whole lot, but be saying nothing. Talk is cheap. Like, the talk is very cheap. Very, very all cheap. The time. Yeah, so, yeah, it's like, you could be talking a whole lot about the scripture, but not saying a whole, but not, like, really saying it mm-hmm. to the extent that they need to hear it. So. At the end of the day, discipleship is a relationship. Mm-hmm. Speak on it. I think one small thing I is like, I feel like with, with, with the big church guys, I have like a, a really big main group to work with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, kind of like how, how government is, right? We have the president, we have the senators, mayors. You have like a certain hierarchy of things, right? Yeah. Man, so yeah. you gotta have like a certain hierarchy of like, okay, it's like the small group um, um, thing that that um, um you have because mm-hmm. uh, they have all small group leaders that that like you know that I got the, from the pastor, and then they all teaching different members, and then you can spread the words up to your your friends. Like, kind of how make it just gonna be like. Having a set group and have like a certain hierarchy to get to make sure the words the words being passed through like effectively in a way. Of course, you know, some people that I don't care regardless. It is what it is. But you know, I feel like it, and make it just it gotta be a, a way. I feel like some churches like it's always that one person. You never hear about anybody else but that one main person that's always talking. You never hear about like okay, who who you working with? Like who's like who's at that round table with you? That's like that's on the word as well. You know, what I'm saying helping you get that word around your whole entire church effectively. So who's that most important? So right? like even. Um, comes to even think about it. honestly some people are called to be shepherds and other people are called to be um, people who help the shepherd um, and in that sense is that not everyone who is in leadership will we see their face and this comes with church there has to be someone who has to be the face of anything you know like a business a face of a business so I, I think even with, with churches um, or like mega churches, you know, there there could be a bigger team, but they won't necessarily see the spotlight. But I think like what you said, like that definitely has to be what causes the the, the that that's what definitely has to be the function of it, that hierarchy, you know, that big team um, to work with, so that people are, are getting into relationships. So like, even though we don't see all the faces, that should be how it should function and grow. Yeah, I agree. 
agree. I got nothing else to add to the conversation. So if y'all got anything else. Yeah, do. Alright, good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was our show for today. Oh. Shout out to my mom. Shout out to my mom, Miss <laughs> Mrs. Victoria Kutstay. She 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 told me that she she loves and supports. She she says that she watches our podcast. So yes, big shout out to my mom. She watches that podcast. I was so surprised what she told me. So yeah, shout out to my mom. <laughs> yeah. mom shout out to my mom. mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All the mothers out there. That, yeah. Um, just just a shout out to y'all just for watching you know you know what we do and like people like people yeah, got like people come up to me at church and they're like yo like y'all podcast was fire i was like you watched it too I, I'm like, yeah, shout, out, shout out to the fans the friends <laughs> I don't. I don't want to make anyone jealous. I'm not gonna name names, but you know yourself. <laughs> we had a conversation. <laughs> I'm crying. I can't. I'm oh my gosh! But that was our show for today. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Got some fruit from it. We'll catch y'all on the next one. Be blessed and peace out. Later. Peace.